Don't tell me. Okay, and I won't tell. cut it out if you don't we tell me what tell it is. Yeah. See, a lot of jokes is. that I feel like are probably offensive because you guys are all giggling. If it goes over my head, I'm like, well, it can stay in because I don't know what it means. <laughs> Welcome to 2021 and welcome to the first edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show for the year. Before we get going into the names, quick content warning. Uh, We're going to talk about swearing. We're going to talk about the coronavirus. We're going to talk about, I'm sure, a multitude of potentially unpleasant or even, hey, triggering subjects. So blanket warning there. With that out of the way, it's me, Jesse. And to my right, we have... Megan, what's up? Happy 2021. To my right... It's Chance. How's it going? To my right is the beautiful, the lovely Dean folks. <laughs> I love it. Dean I love Kane. it. Dean Kane. Superman. Uh, yeah. So fo- speaking of triggering, uh, this might be uh, triggering if uh, you haven't hit the gym uh, recently because it's been closed <laughs> with uh, <laughs> Corona. Ha ha ha. Uh, but uh, it's uh, New Year's resolutions. Yes. Uh, folks, we're, we've decided uh, to become normie. We're going to do New Year's resolutions. Cool. I'm excited. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, uh, Jesse, would you take the floor? Absolutely. So my New Year's resolution... Uh, is to become, and this is something where I'm going to be a trailblazer. I'm going to become the world's oldest esports professional game. Oh, hell yeah. So I was talking. For your reflex time. That's right. And that's the thing. I was talking to a mutual friend of the pod, uh, John, the Christianity Catholicism expert, who loves jeans more than I love hot meals. And I was telling him, oh, you know, I've been getting back into Dragon Ball Z Fighter. Oh, yeah, classic. Yeah, Fighter Z. An all-time game. I love it so much. And I'm getting back on that grind. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting good now. And I've realized I I have to go further. I have to break new ground uh, starting in my mid-20s as an esports gamer. By the time you're like 17, your reflexes are washed. You will get easily yeah. destroyed by 11-year-old boys. Oh, my God. Because their reflex time is insane because they don't have a burdened mind. You know? yeah, yeah, right, right. They and they've the just code. got shorter limbs. They, the nerves are, are shorter in their <laughs> arms. And it's like, because it's not the Victorian era, they aren't mangled like kids in the past would have been. By <laughs> yeah. Working in the yeah, they're not like chimney <laughs> sweeps yeah. or yeah. anything. It's fucked up. They have perfectly like usable digits. Yeah, their yeah. hands aren't getting crushed in large gears. Instead, they just get arthritis yeah. by, by, in carpal, tu- carpal tunnel by the time it's they're like 20. Their greatest concern now is being sold off the cabal. And the ones that survive <laughs> that have an incredible just like determination about Mental them. fortitude. Yeah. That's right. So my resolution is to try and become the world's greatest and oldest Dragon Ball Fighter Z esports professional. Uh, if you're listening to this show and you email saying good luck or you give me the money to buy a PS5 for an upgrade, you will be officially listed as a sponsor on my team page. Yeah, yeah. My mom yeah. has been very 
pretty hype about it recently. She was like, all oh, these universities have like esports teams. That's you true. actually can make like tens of thousands of dollars. You should tell people to like try it. And I was like, mom, it's like being good at a sport. You have to like actually yeah. be good at yeah. it. And all of our listeners like, famously oh, have no skills, now. talents, or abilities. <laughs> <For our> 50- <laughs> That's why they listen. Our 53% female <laughs> listenership. If you would like to intern with me to become the world's greatest Dragon Ball Fighter <laughs> Z player, please let me know. I will just give you my PS4. You I, just need a, I, you need an e-girl manager like they have in wrestling. Oh. Like they have you have like a manager coming out. We play because I was pretty good at that game. <laughs> you do Wii bowling esports? Yeah. I don't think uh, no, so. not Wii sports. I was only yeah, a mediocre. Does, like, we play game. the one where you tilt forward to go on the horse, and then the one oh, with yes. the fishing. Oh That's my cow, god, I was you so fucking good. idiot. Sorry on the cow. Why okay. are you riding a cow? We have to get we play at Evo this year. That's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Megan I shows just, up and dominates. I want to watch the Queen's Gambit, but it's Jesse trying to get really, really good at Dragon Ball. But he's a he's a addicted to like monster and en- energy drinks. Yeah, no, I'm still yeah, addicted yeah. to like tranquilizer because <laughs> <laughs> I need to slow it down. Because high level fighters, and this is the last I'll speak of the subject, is. Like, for me, because I'm not good at it, it does feel like I'm playing on heroin because it's just moving so much faster than me. <laughs> you go online, you get bodied by, like, an 11-year-old from Tajikistan. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, they have, like, uh, you ever hear of the classic, like, is it pigeons or, or birds in general that, like, see the world in slow motion because their brain is moving so fast? Yeah, they have a higher frame that's rate. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what kids have, right? Like, they see the world in slow motion. And that's why You get our age and, and we catch up and we're like, oh, shit, we're so behind. That's why certain birds can only be in certain parts of the world because we aren't able to run like that version of the bird. <laughs> yeah, they don't have the yeah, frame rate. The thing is just too bad <laughs> in Antarctica. They That's lag. why there's no birds they, around. They lag around in the air. <laughs> that's right. They won't artifact in. They clip through the skybox. It's fucked up. <laughs> so that's my resolution. Megan, do you have a fun resolution? I do. Wonderful. My resolution is to have a baby and name it baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, oh, okay. This is in reference to something, so, by the uh, way. Today, yeah, I, I, I stumbled across a um, an article online about uh, a feud between two Instagram influencers, both of whom had named their child baby. Oh, no. It's considered oh. the first good beef of 2021. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. I did read the whole the article. I know. <laughs> The, the gist is that one woman had named her daughter Baby already, and baby that baby is now three. So, like, I don't even Not know why baby. she's super mad, oh, but no. that one was, like, B-A-Y-B-I-E. So then this other woman who was her friend and apparently had gone to her asking for baby name advice um, then was like, what should I name my baby? And this woman was like, well, I guess anything but baby because I already have that one. And then she was like, you know what? Fuck you. And then she named it Baby, but just B-A-B-Y. And then she made a whole post about it because... Uh, uh, she was saying she loves dirty dancing and that's why. And then they did not speak. Um, but then at the end of the article, they said, we're friends now. So it's fine. <laughs> what <laughs> so, the fuck? Yeah. That's the least original. They- my mind hurts. I don't like that at all. Anyway, so well, that's what I, it is. I would just love to get in on that beef and then become an Instagram influencer based on the fact that I have a baby named baby. I'm so. sorry. I'm sorry. I just got to touch on what Chance said here. So. I feel like this is sexism because like Adam, the first mm-hmm. man, he goes around, he sees a cow. He says, that's a cow. Right. He goes, he sees a tiger. That's a tiger. He names right. all the things, what they are. Yeah. But when a woman calls her baby, baby. Right. That's wrong. <laughs> that's fucked up, dude. You know what? I don't, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have the right to be mad in this space. Uh, this is a safe zone. No, I, I hate that. I, I can't stand that. It's like people who call their dog dog and shit. Oh, I do that all the time. No, like I call my kitten kitten, but like that's not her name. When Dean and I were dating for the first like two years, he just called me girl. So. That's true. That's yeah. sick. That's kind of Chad. I know. Though. It was Chad. Oh, yeah. That, see, that's And he calls work. his sibling the kid, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the record, there is a Dragon Ball Z fighters character coming out on January 15th <laughs> named oh Baby. God. There you go. <laughs> it's all coming together. Oh, my God. I'm not even kidding. I did pay $27 to get the new character pack, so <laughs> I can help you with that resolution. You really are invested in this. I will be the best. Yeah. My, my New Year's resolution is uh, to be the best podcaster I can be. Aww. Aww. Thanks, yeah. Chance. That's nice. Uh, and I started it off by stumbling over my words to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really usually care about New Year's resolutions. So I, I think this year is to just make it to 2022. Yeah. That, that's that's, a, a that's, that's how I'm doing it. Did anyone it. notice that I put this year by the mountain goats in, in the last episode? I noticed. I noticed that. And we love to see it. That go. was good. A little present. So my resolution is is to start holding holding people accountable. Hey. Uh, I'm going to be holding everyone accountable from now on. I feel like everyone's been getting away with a lot. Uh, right. And by my holding you accountable, this will change the world for the better. Uh, okay. Please do not ask me to explain why. Please don't. Please stop. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm I'm not calling out. I'm calling in. Jesse, talk into your fucking microphone. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> I will never Homie, do that. Every episode, every episode, you're in a different zip code. This is like than the, the microphone. Weird, this is like a weird airing of grievances. Yeah, are you just going to yell no, at all no, no, of no, us? No, I'm calling you in. I, we're, we're all. This is a discussion together. You're doing it oh, in a hostile uh, tone. Yeah, Megan. <laughs> For the love of God, we are not racist. Anything that we say, we're allowed right. to say because mm-hmm. of, again, the people we follow on Twitter. Right. Okay, yes. Uh, or the fact that we're nice boys, generally. I, so, when yeah. I say, yeah. it's it's fine, and that's okay, and that should remain in the pod. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be heeding this advice, but thank uh, you. Well, <laughs> I won't lie to you. The Rob Carbone story did make me very much anti-Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I see. I understand how prejudice Well, he's not, he's not doing a good job representing his people, I guess. Yeah. And you know? Chance. Yes. Chance. Oh, he's perfect. Oh, chance. No. Oh, no. You're doing a sweet baby. Yeah. Don't Aww. worry. Come you're on. Doing fine. Yeah. Boo. You know what Dean does for this podcast? He turns on on the computer button and that's and it. And it takes me a long time to figure it out. I guess so. That's true. He he has a lot more patience than the rest of us when it comes to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know what? I agree with Dean's sentiment and I'm yeah. on his side. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you two have your little party over there. Me and Dean are going to be releasing yep. uncensored episodes, no editing. This is, this is like how you get five hours long. Literally, Chance falls asleep halfway through. <laughs> Dean is listing names of Pokemon he knows. It's yeah. great. Yeah. All the cutting room floor stuff, every single part of it. It's going to be horrible, and you have to pay extra to hear it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of having our own little party, uh, I hear a lot of our representatives in government. 
uh, had quite quite the shindigs and hullabaloos uh, outside of the country. <laughs> Literally all over the world. Yeah, yeah. We, were, <laughs> yeah, we were depressing them too much, so they, they had to get out. So Oh, yeah, we yeah. made them sad. Yeah, yeah that's, they the were constant, feeling cute and sad, RN. The constant berating. It's because I set up a robocall for Randy Hillier and he got upset. <laughs> no, oddly enough, he was one of the few people that did stay in the country. Okay, so we need to yeah, lay some groundwork. Yeah. So politicians, right? We trust them, we love them, <laughs> and, and we know that they're only going to do what they project onto the world and exactly. tell other people to if do. They, if they ask us of something, of course, because they are leaders that we respect and cherish, yes. they would, of course, put that burden on themselves as well. Yeah, like they tell us, they're like, oh, uh, you know, pay rent. And then they're like, oh, and we pay rent, right? And, and and they're like, oh, you should go to work. And they go to work. And they, they, you know, earn a living. And they're like, oh, you should stay home and not visit your family for the holidays. And they go to Hawaii. Wait, oh, wait, wait, that one. Wait, what? That one. Uh-huh. <laughs> that one's a little different. So, like... Um, who was it? Rod Phillips. Yeah, so that was that, the big that one. was the big one. That this was is, the that was the that was the 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 breaking topic. I would like to save Rod Phillips to the end because his is the funniest of all the stories. But he isn't the only person involved in Canadian politics that has done this. This no. is one of the few stories we've had in Canada that actually has like political and cultural purchase outside of the yeah, country. Yeah, there was mm. articles everywhere. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of people. Especially people that don't follow Canadian politics were like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, back in the heyday of when Rob Ford was making uh, international That's headlines. <laughs> we have that back. We have the light. <laughs> it's like the three big Canadian political newsmakers were, yes, Rob Ford smoking crack, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Trudeau wearing blackface, yeah. yep. which is still one of the funniest things that has ever happened. It is pretty funny. And now Rod Phillips and the various other people, although admittedly mostly Rod Phillips, for reasons we will touch on shortly because... Believe me, it's if you aren't already familiar, it's one of the most ridiculous stories. Yeah. Let's start. Uh, the CBC actually published a very helpful list, although they didn't put the addresses of these people. So <laughs> <if you're> really... <laughs> Their license plate numbers. Uh, liberal MP. Why would the addresses matter? They're all in Hawaii. That's true. <laughs> you can't track them down. Uh, Kamal... Dog the bounty hunter taking them out. <laughs> <laughs> There's two people on this list that you can maybe make a defense for, for their travel being potentially essential. Uh, one is Nikki Ashton the member of the new Democratic Party. In fact, she ran for the leadership a few years back who was visiting a gravely ill, uh, I believe it's her mother out in Greece. Grandmother, I think. Yeah. Either way, it's like you could, she, she was literally told that qualifies as essential travel, but she didn't tell Jagmeet Singh or the rest of the NDP leadership, which is really actually what a lot of the scandal has been for her. Mm. People aren't so much upset that she went to go visit her ailing grandmother. It was the fact that she didn't clear it with them. Yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of people are also mad because they've had to watch their relatives die and like not be able to visit yeah. them because of COVID. And like, yeah, a little a little rough that she did it, but also not as bad as going on a vacay. Yeah. So true. And then you could maybe argue that Kamal Kara, who's a liberal MP, uh, same thing. She crossed the border to Seattle to attend a private memorial. Mm-hmm. But once again, you can argue, oh, there's lots of people that didn't do, weren't able to do that. So I get that. Yeah, it's not even that didn't do it. Like I've had family members who couldn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a cross border travel at all mm-hmm. uh, for funerals. Right. Not just to see someone who is dying, like going to a place where somebody is dead, mm. like they were told no um, and to just stay home. So it's like on one hand, it's like that's a pretty good reason to flout the rules, but only if everyone else could do yeah, that. Yeah, has the permission. Right. Mm. The Which isn't the case. It's just if you make enough money or are a politician, you you for some reason have the fucking N word pass and you get to go. Yeah. 
that being said, compared to everybody else on this list, you can definitely understand at least those two verses. For instance, uh, Calgary Signal Hill conservative MP Ron Liepert, who traveled to Palm Desert, California on two occasions since March to address what he called essential house maintenance issues. Oh my God, <laughs> it's cottagers' rights all over yeah. again. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was Time a flat circle. Going to his winter home in California for upkeep and maintenance, which I'm sorry, if you can own a fucking summer home or winter home, you can afford to pay somebody to go fucking fix your shower. Yeah, Ron. what the hell? Yeah. It makes me wonder if these people have friends, like neighbors, you know what I mean? <laughs> but they're politicians, so they probably don't have any friends. No. But still, at the same time, like any regular human has neighbors where it's like, hey, could you just check on this thing for me? Yeah, and I, I do especially love, like, oh, sorry, I, I have to go do my maintenance on my California home. That just so happens I have to do that in the dead of winter when I would be there anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, it just sounds bad when a politician has a, a winter home in another country. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be, be here legal. doing stuff. <laughs> At least just yeah. say, promise you won't go while you're elected official. Like, what your job is to stay here and do stuff for us. Like, what the yeah. hell? This isn't like a job where it's like, oh, it's not like you're a, a CFL player or like a professional football yeah. player where you work four months of the year and then it's like, oh yeah, I have off season to do whatever. It's like, no, you're an elected representative. Yeah. You are literally expected. Well, they, they get to choose when their off season is at pretty yeah, much at any, any point time. in time. That's pretty much <laughs> what they did yeah. for it's house awful. maintenance reasons. We also then have and this is, we, we got to do an episode on the Canadian Senate because I feel like it's something that even I don't understand all that well, but there's a lot of morons in the Senate. Oh, yeah. For instance, uh, Senate opposition leader Don Piet spent part of the Christmas holidays in Mexico despite government advisories against international travel. So he left December 28th and then according to his office, realized on December 31st it probably wasn't the best idea and then returned home. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. So this guy, after seeing the fallout, from what we're going to talk about in just a moment was like, oh, fuck, I should probably come back. And then he still How, how would you think leaving on December 28th is like chill when all the weeks leading up to that, everyone was getting really stressed out and there was a lot more regulations and a lot more cases and you're like, this is still fine. Because you're a politician. You got politician fucking dead guy brain. I guess yeah. so. Like you, 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 the oxygen Jesus. to your brain just doesn't happen anymore at that point. They put like a stint in so that they could do it artificially. He's like, I'm in the Senate. Nobody fucking knows what that is. They can do whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. the <fuck laughs> the most money in politics and nobody has any idea yeah. what we do yeah i was gonna argue like we oh, have like, no choice in who they are either yeah <laughs> yeah I, like i was gonna argue like oh these people like the the blatant hypocrisy of like leaving during a massive pandemic when everyone is ordered to stay home and not see their families but still go to work yeah uh, and still, yeah, yeah. still do everything that makes us money at first, I was like, well, this is just, like, blatant. Like, they can see themselves as so powerful and so beyond, like, the mortal realm. They're like, oh, like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, like, a real person. I don't, I don't have to follow those rules because, yeah. like, I'm me. I yeah. think and everything has always just been given to me. But I think you raise a good point. I think also they think they can get away with it because they're Canadian senator. No yeah. one gives a fuck about <laughs> Nobody them. knows what they do. Mm-hmm. And no. Nobody's paying attention. I had never heard of this person until yeah. literally 30 seconds ago. Now <laughs> the I'm only like, senator I know is asshole. Lynn buy I can be that's because she's like her brain exploded in her skull what do you mean that's my girl I love Bayek so I love the CBC article that has it broken down by province we're gonna do Mm. Quebec and then Alberta and you can guess that Alberta has by far the most instances of this fuck Uh, Quebec really only has one major one which is Pierre Arcand who quote now regrets his decision to visit Barbados with his wife for the holidays (laughs) 
Imagine it's it's not because he got that. called out, but it's because he didn't get laid or something. Yeah, no, like, I was gonna, it's like, gonna be she, lucky. she was on yeah. her period, and he's like, "That was a shitty no, trip." He said like, the wrong thing about her new bathing suit, and it's just like, "That nah, this week is fucking oh, shot." Yeah, now. I went over there. I had the shrimp, and I got the diarrheas, and <laughs> we were not able to swing at the Sandals Resorts. I now regret my decision for having a bad tummy. <laughs> Uh, and I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Yeah. If he just came out and said, he's like, yeah, I was trying to get a nut off, but instead <laughs> I just had the runny shit. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, yeah. honestly, I'm going to go to Quebec. I think you should be prime minister. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to vote for this man. <laughs> I'm going to vote for this man. Uh, Alberta, specifically members of the, uh, what is it, the United Conservative Party. Yeah. Grand Perry, MLA, Tracy Allard, who traveled to Hawaii over the holidays, resigned as a Minister of Municipal Affairs. Jamie Huckabee, who visited the UK, resigned as Premier Jason Kenney's Chief of Staff. So this is like all his cabinet, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Calgary Klein, MLA, Jeremy Nixon, who spent time in Hawaii, was stripped of his position as Parliamentary Secretary for Civil Society. Red Deer South, MLA, Jason Stephan, who left for Arizona on December 31st. Great fucking place. It's really <laughs> worth risking your life to go to Arizona. <laughs> Fuck yes. I, I can't wait to go to Margaritaville in Phoenix. That fucking rocks, dude. Fuck off. They got Planet a bubblegum shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they're trying to take from us. <laughs> I'm going to bring a gun and go to Dr. Fauci's house next. <laughs> give me a, give me two for one shrimp or give me death. Uh, he was removed from the treasury board. Uh, three other MLAs were removed from legislative committees. Calgary uh, Pagan's Tanya Fur, who traveled to Las Vegas. Tony Yao. I thought it said Tony Yayo at first. Oh, like Tony Yayo. Yeah. Would Vegas even be fun <laughs> right now? Tony like Yeo. the whole point of that is that there's a lot of people in casinos. Like it's not like a beach thing. Oh, they're still all open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah they the still go. Social <laughs> distance and they seem no, stressful. The U.S. has not closed. Uh, no. They're chilling open for business. Don't yeah. love that. Also. This is funny because none of them really got fired because you can't just like fire an elected official because people elected them. So they all just yeah. got their like their their fun extra duties stripped. So now they just do less. Not <laughs> even fun extra duties, just extra work. Now yeah. they're doing less work and still getting paid. The I same know. Amount. Yeah, yeah. They don't even call them like demotions. Like some of them were resigned, but it, how it comes across is that it was similar to like when I got fired at McDonald's uh, one of the times, and uh, <laughs> and uh, they pull you aside at a lot of places and they're like okay so you either quit or we're firing you and you're like okay I'll quit my job yeah that's pretty much what they did right they, they kind of put the pressure on them a little bit so Tony Yayo and Pat Wren both visited Mexico and I like to think they went together Aww, fun, yeah. Pat Wren and Tony they were, they were trying to find a third amigo yeah. what if we what if we kissed at the cartel <laughs> what if we reformed G unit in Mexico <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what if we joined M, what was it M6 what the oh, oh yeah young money cash money millionaires no, no you're thinking no. of M13 M13 MS13 MS13 no that's not a rap Microsoft no. 13 no fuck what I'm going to Mexico to, to join the Yakuza <laughs> that would be sick yeah. fuck I paid so much money for this bag tattoo I forgot which country this was about. Yeah, guy was just really bad at organized crime. <laughs> he's like walking around Brooklyn. He goes to like Italy. He's like, I cannot wait to join the triads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to Barbados and I joined the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> Love that. There actually probably are like hoteps in Barbados. No, probably. Yeah. That are like... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they probably share some certain beliefs, but I'm not allowed to say those words because Megan will cut it from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're walking on eggshells now. That's the new year. <laughs> but by far the most well-known and funniest of these uh, excursions was the aforementioned Rod Phillips chance hit us with those details. Okay, so Rod Phillips is the finance minister of Ontario, right? And uh, fuck, he went... To <laughs> okay, so he went just before Christmas, like two weeks yeah. before Christmas? Wait, before this. He oh. also used to own the National Post. That's where I knew his name from. Wait, he was yeah. the CEO of Post Media. And yeah. then he got Post- bought out by Conrad Black? I, I yes, don't know what happened, what but happened now he's an elected media, official yeah. and now he's in the cabinet, so Holy for shit. Him. Oh, is that yeah. why you were asking us about Post Media the other day? No, I was asking because the Whig Standard one of Ke- uh, is, Kingston's yeah. Yeah, pretty much an, any, is owned by them. Any oh, print okay. media, yeah. anything that still prints like magazines or newspapers in Canada is run mm-hmm. by Post Media, who apparently was used to be run by Rod Phillips. Yeah, they're super conservative. One of yeah. the one of the biggest mega donors in Canada for the mm-hmm. Republican Party. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, Rob Carbone's Republican Party. Though. Yeah, <laughs> Rob, Rob Carbone's Republican Party. Oh, so God. Rod Phillips... Uh, Went on a little bit of a trip, a little bit of a vacay to St. Bart's. Is it in Barbados, I think? I think it's or its the own Caribbean? island. It's oh, I think it's its own somewhere. country. Yeah. yeah. So he, he goes down there two weeks before Christmas. People start asking where the hell he is. And then they find out that he's uh, in a completely separate country. And the, one of the few ways that they found out was because of the pre-recorded videos that he he's made. He's such a fucking <laughs> so, dickhole. The oh, fact my that God. He left before Christmas, but he had his like Twitter account tweet out something. It was like a picture of him in front of like a food bank. And he's like, oh, just downtown at the food bank <laughs> like yeah. this holiday season. I'm in Ajax. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and it was tweeted out like, yeah, like December 18th or something. And then the other people in the photo were like, wait, this is weird. We took this like three, three weeks, weeks ago, ago. <laughs> and just and this is truly the most simpsons thing that's happened in canadian politics in a long time i wa okay i i watched people talking about this on like local news just on yeah. like cable and as i did so they were like many on twitter are comparing this to a scene in the simpsons and then they just showed the scene yeah <laughs> with mayor quimby in jamaica oh Stay, yeah literally like shot from the waist up yeah. <laughs> got his like suit jacket please stop playing steel drums in the mayor's office <laughs> yeah, yeah so rod phillips posts a video of him sitting in just like a white room with a fireplace. He's got his black turtleneck sweater on, looking a bit like Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. I wish he would follow other recommendations of Steve Jobs. <laughs> so we don't have to talk about him anymore. He's got his little Charlie Brown Christmas tree just off in the corner in front of him. And he's saying, I wish you a very Merry Christmas for me and my home and my family to yours with the blinds completely drawn so you can't see out behind him. Still weirdly bright behind him, though. Yeah. Okay, but so you're implying that he filmed that in St. Bart's and then posted it. I was under the impression that he had pre-recorded these before he left. Literally three weeks before Christmas, he decorated his house to look like Christmas, pre-shot videos of himself saying certain things, and then while he was on vacation, posted them acting like he was in his house that day on Christmas, which like literally would have... He so the the point like and the reason why I w- I think it's that way and that's also I think way worse because he knew there was going to be a backlash and he like 
premeditated <laughs> did all this shit to try and be like no wait i didn't go on vacation like he tried to specifically hide it because he knew it was a horrible thing to do he didn't just go on vacation and say like oopsie daisies like well he tried to say that he tried to say i wouldn't have gone if i knew we were gonna go into lockdown which like bullshit because you were prepping this for weeks literally recording videos in your house before you left it's like uh also getting busted at the airport people were like wait, where are you coming from? And he also didn't even come back on his own after the controversy broke. Like no. Rob Ford had to tell him Doug to Ford. come back. Sorry, Doug Ford had to tell him to come back. Um, <laughs> Rob we Ford all know who's beyond. really pulling the string. <laughs> yeah. Rob, Rob yeah. Ford from beyond the grave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, he, they've got a Zordon head of Rob Ford. <laughs> yeah, it's like a brain in a vat yeah. at the ministry office. And it's just floating in liquid crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so he... he so Rod Phillips set up this video, set up these pictures and stuff like that in order to deceive people that he wasn't at St. Bart's. Yeah. Uh, he obviously gets caught at, uh, <laughs> by like the CBC, I'm pretty like sure. the busiest airport in Canada. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. And, airport. And, and people people were asking other members of the, the cabinet that he's a part of, like the Ontario cabinet or whatever, because usually they do like a, it's like every Monday or something, they do like a video conference mm-hmm. and, and it's live broadcasted and he's always been there, but he hasn't been there for two weeks. <laughs> so people start asking, they're like, where is Rod Phillips? And they're like, oh, Oh, we we don't know where he is. Um, <laughs> He's a missing which person. Is by far the most suspicious way. Yeah. Literally that. just like, oh, I have no idea. And then... Uh, it, Put him on a milk cart. And then people confirm that he's like in a fucking other country. So he comes back and he does like a press conference and he was like, I think the direct quote was, that was a dumb, dumb, dumb very decision. dumb mistake. <laughs> My God. But before that, his <laughs> statement was like, well, I zoomed into all the cabinet meetings, so it's fine. Yeah. And it's like, okay, and bud, good the, job. The That's funny the thing, thing we're mad at. Is like the Zoom meeting, he used like the Zoom filter for his background. <laughs> so like, it's a picture of his house, like his living room <laughs> as his Zoom background, <laughs> but it keeps artifacting, uh, artifacting and like glitching out every once in a while. Oh so it's literally God. like the Mayor Quimby thing. Oh this is a man God. who's literally who knows how to cheat on his wife like i have no doubt this man has cheated on his wife before because he's got all the he's got it all planned oh yeah oh yeah this is this was natural Yeah. yeah yeah so so mr rod rodney my boy got caught hard and and that's like the first domino falling we need to talk about this because i have a theory that if rod phillips didn't resign which he resigned as soon as he got back yeah like within like 24 hours he resigned from his position he's still an mpp though People are saying that he should be fired as an MPP. We'll see if that happens. That would be pretty fun. Does anyone know the process for that? How does firing it an MPP? I don't you think can ask Randy, wall. Ask Randy I, Hillier. I think you you <laughs> can true. just kick them out of the party, right? You can't make them like not yeah. an MPP. Yeah, you can, you can d- disavow them. Oh, but as soon as they're out of the party, no <laughs> independent is winning their riding. <laughs> they're gonna honor mm. kill Rod. <laughs> <laughs> they also, they execute him in yeah, front no, of everyone. No, they everyone they leave him in a room with a sword. He looks like a little elf. Yeah, he does look like a little elf man. That's what See, he should have. He's Christmas themed already. He, he should have like posted an elf that went it. to law school. He should have posted elf videos. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a little elf. He should have just jib jabbed his head on everything. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go on vacation. I'm working for Santa Claus. Yeah, his, his Zoom meeting is just the jib jab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, he resigns. And like I was trying to get at is that that was like the domino falling because if he didn't resign, there wouldn't have been any repercussions for anyone else. No, absolutely. That's what I believe. I believe. If nothing happened to him, then every other politician would get off for like, sure. with nothing. 
right? Because that's always how it happens, and that's what we expect. But since the pressure was put on him to resign, and it worked, and he did resign, now there's a precedent set that we can essentially fire people for leaving the country when they lock down fucking Canada. Yeah, well, like, we made the seppuku joke, but, like, yeah, this is, like, the classic political strategy of, like, oh, you need to put somebody out to pasture. Yep somebody's head's got to roll because if and they as don't long as it's someone who doesn't fucking matter like, yeah, this yeah. Idiot. well yeah they don't care about this guy. yeah this guy was like, expendable right well this yeah. guy's rich and is the yeah. finance minister like fine. they no but i'm sure he, he did matter a lot more than like a random conservative mpp would no have, sure would have sure but I, I what i think is that like i said if they didn't do anything i don't know I, like I they have, wanted to not fire him they waited a long time of course they yeah. of course but, uh, my, my thoughts is that I'm glad that he was fired because, like mm-hmm. I said, it sets the precedent that you can do this for people breaking, like, you know, even just, like, the moral code of what to do during a pandemic. Because that's all it is. Like, they even say, they're like, we followed the health guidelines and it's like, doesn't matter. Yeah. People are Fucked still up. upset. Yeah, this is this is screwed up. Like you know you what I mean? Us, we, ha- we literally are not able to do anything we want to yeah. do in the name of public health and you still went to St. Bart's. Yeah, you went to chill. You you went to fucking Little St. James. Yeah, you, that's what I, yeah. <laughs> he went to Little St. James. It's fine. They changed the, actually, this is factual information. Uh, St. Bart's original name was Little St. James and it's Epstein's Island and that's where Rod Phillips it's is fine. All the children have Facts. masks on. Facts. And that's I mean, they had masks on before, but they had zippers. Now the children, actually, the oh children were God. flying the plane. Oh. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's fine. They're, he was on Malaysia resilient. flight, whatever. Remember that he one? He was on the plane from Lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was... Uh, I think if he hadn't resigned, we wouldn't have heard anything. And again, it would have just been everyone getting frustrated. There's a little bit of catharsis to him resigning and all these other people getting in trouble because yeah. it never fucking happens. No. Ever. Like, I, I didn't expect it to happen. As soon as I heard about all this bullshit, I was like, okay, yeah, they're going to get lambasted by the media and then we're all going to go home like usual. Similar to, you know, Doug Ford going to visit his cottage or whatever. That's true. He did He did post his video on how to make his cheesecake, though. And look, that I was say, dope. I'm not going to lie to you. It is a pretty good looking cheesecake. And I do find it very funny to watch someone who clearly has never had to, like, work for anything in his life try and make a meal. Yeah. You know, yeah. If it doesn't work, uh, you can just sub whatever filling you want. Yeah. Maybe blueberry. <laughs> Like okay, if it doesn't okay, work, buddy. You can uh, get your mom to make it for you. <laughs> your your mummy. <laughs> get your slave to do it. That's right. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, wonderful. You know, I'm glad that this is the story that has uh, punctured through to American media. Just talking about our most incompetent MPs. Uh, okay, so we also have to talk about though Randy Hillier. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, Randy Hillier really is on track to become. Along with Mark Gerritsen, not Mark Gerritsen, sorry, Brian Patterson, yeah. the co-antagonists for season two of The Late Late Capitalism Yeah, Randy Hill- Hillier, he's Canada's Giuliani. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. week he has something new for us. So, so as all of this shit is breaking, Randy himself posts a tweet <laughs> with him and like 15 family members. <laughs> and on his Insta. And on his Insta. Just fucking be, and Being like, other. fuck the law. Uh, we're chilling. 
Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't believe in COVID. And yeah, people and get upset. I, I sent you screenshots of all the comments being like, me too, Randy. Love you. Me and my 50 <laughs> closest family members, like we're all chilling. Yeah. And Thumbs if you ever, up. If and you ever like, have want to understand when people talk about non-jobs, you ever hear about those? <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to understand what a non-job is, go to Randy Hillier's Instagram, click any of the profiles that comment on any of his posts. Every single one of them is just like an Etsy store. Yeah. Or yeah. it's like, I make, you know, one of them was like, I'm a Catholic woman's uh, dress consultant. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay, that, what? That's, that's just Abby Shapiro. That's yeah, and, uh, and that's you go amazing. on their page and it's like, I just make Catholic women dress nice and that's my job. It's like, yeah, I don't understand. That's so cool. I don't understand how these people are making money. Same people that are like, small businesses are falling apart. It's like, you're not working a real job. <laughs> yeah, you are not yeah. a small business. Yeah, you're nothing. You have a, like a website. That's it. Yeah, you're doing shit online. That's what we do. Yeah. Huh? So, Where's yeah. our money? So I've heard... Uh, I was talking to my mom about this the other day and, and uh, sorry mom for calling you out but she was like I w- she was talking about how she was so upset seeing Randy Hillier's post because it's like fuck you for hanging out with your family I don't get to see my family until she heard about everyone vacation vacationing yeah. and then she was like well at least he didn't like oh, no. lie <laughs> and like put on he's a turtleneck he's very open about it he, for at least sure. he's honest she was like he's, he's still a terrible human being and fuck all that shit but like at least he didn't lie that, you know, he wasn't trying to deceive anybody. I kind of get where she's coming from. It's like, I'd rather somebody just tell me, fuck you, than, yeah. you know, tell a million people that, hey, fuck that guy and then be nice to me. Yeah, mm. I'd rather someone not treat me like an idiot yeah. and just purposefully make me mad. And at least Randy <laughs> believes yeah, He just behaves something. like an idiot. He, he doesn't treat anyone it's like, like an yeah. idiot. Yeah. So yeah. Like, this is what I'm saying uh, about liberals being more insufferable uh, and worse to talk to because than they're deceitful. I would yeah. argue though that most of the conservatives in Canada have similar beliefs to Randy, but they won't admit it. Yeah, where like none That's of them true. believe COVID is a big deal, but like they're like, oh, I have to follow this. Cops new, don't believe in COVID. Yeah, moral code. Yeah. Whereas Randy's like, nah, man, fuck it. Uh, COVID isn't real. Aliens impregnated my daughter. Yeah. Uh, if you inject air into your system, it doesn't give you an embolism. It gives you more air so you can breathe better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, he should just endorse everything. He's like, yeah. uh, drunk driving is actually driving plus because yeah. it, it makes driving you, plus. Yeah, it makes you yeah. stop and think about your decisions more. So <laughs> driving actually, on expert mode. Yeah, it's actually safer to do it because yeah. you become a better regular driver. Mm. It's like, these are all <laughs> things Randy Hillier does believe. Yeah. So, so I was talking to her and then I was like, well, isn't it shitty that, like, you know, these politicians are flouting all these rules and being such hypocrites about everything. And then my mom had like the greatest comeback and I'm so glad she's, she's radicalizing 100%. I've been talking to her for years and I never thought I would hear this come out of her mouth, but she was like, you think that them doing these things would destroy public trust with politicians? And I was like, well, yeah, that's what the argument is. And then she, she says to me over the phone, she's just like, Who's trusting politicians in 2021? (laughs) And I I was like, hey, oh, gotcha. But it's true, uh, you know, and you have someone like Randy Hillier pulling all this bullshit. And I'm not glad that he is being honest about it because I think it's insufferable either way. Mm -hmm. I just uh, I wish that politicians were treated like anybody else and that the Gestapo shows up to their house. It is ironic that in like a liberal democracy, it's like an inverse uh, like spectrum of responsibility where if you're an elected official and you fuck up, you're not going to lose your job. Yeah. But if you're like a cashier at like a hardware store yeah. and you even post something on social media, that's like 
determined to be like untowards. People yeah. can get you fired for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you just flaunt public health regulations are like, fuck you, what are you going to do about it, you little pigs? Yeah. The regulations that you helped put in place. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, oh. yeah. If you're an anti masker, I can imagine McDonald's would fire you in two seconds. But if you're an anti masker and you're a politician, you're chill. Yeah. It's like, what's going to happen? And that's the thing. Like, not, not only are you chill, that actively helps your career. Yeah. You're probably going to get more votes. Yeah. And it's also fascinating to look at. It's like, well, one is considered to be like essential in this capitalist system where it's like, oh, cashier, you can be replaceable. It's like, I'm sorry, only one person is actually doing work in this fucking (laughs) comparison. It's like the more responsibility you have and the more people you have to answer to doesn't matter. Like you can just do whatever the fuck you want because you're still going to have that subsection of people that are still going to vote for you regardless. Yeah. There's a certain glass ceiling, right? Yeah. There's only so much you can fuck up as an elected official now, especially if you're a conservative. Doesn't matter. Because yeah. you don't have to play liberal like media games. Yeah, yeah and you can like, be hypocritical yeah, and it's chill because <laughs> everyone expects it. Yeah, you don't even have to say the right things, which is all a liberal politician has to do. And is even say that they, you know, are a black person and are, are a trans person. or the white boy Andrew who did Cuomo. it for all. Yeah, of them. exactly. I'm on, I'm the only white boy who did it for you, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and like we're the crazy ass white podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, one of like the greatest weaknesses in like leftist politics is the fact that you actually do have morals and you are accountable to the people that you represent so if you do fuck up it's like oh i actually as like a moral imperative have to suffer a consequence for this Mm. yeah and it's better but at the same time it also weakens us politically because you only have so many people that are actually electable that have you know human fucking positions whereas especially when the op the opposing side doesn't have that moral code means (laughs) that they could have anybody exactly right we're essentially Essentially fighting a war of attrition that it is impossible for us to win in the way we are currently elated. And that's not like a hip or sorry, that's not like a pessimistic message. It's just the honest truth is that people that tend to have these more universalist, like socialist leftist beliefs also tend to have surprise, surprise, a moral compass because they believe every single human being fucking matters yeah. and has mm-hmm. intrinsic value and rights that they should be you know, guaranteed. Yeah, like, so when you violate that then, or when you fuck up, you have a moral code that you have to be held accountable to. to. Yeah, no, like I was, I was uh, talking to my dad recently. He really likes the idea of rich people who do nice things for poor people. He he loves that because he's like, oh, like there was a guy, he's a a, a good person who's doing something on the goodness of their heart. He could do anything else, but he's doing this. And I explained to him like, well, yeah, but like, why is it that it's just on the kindness of one guy determines whether or not you yeah. know people get to eat to provide and for millions and he's like people. yeah yeah well uh i just i like i wish that more of them would do stuff like that i was like well the thing is pa in order to get to that position where you have billions of dollars you have to be the most scumfuck yeah. bastard alive you have to really yeah. you have to stab everyone in the back on your way up to the top there uh and once you're up there you're not likely to have a change of heart <laughs> no yeah, exactly. And that's why, uh, you know, whenever I talk to women, I always tell them, nice guys finish last. Yeah. That's what I say. And that's why I last forever in bed. That's yeah, right. I was say, ladies, if you're out there, I don't come at all. I'm actually physically <laughs> incapable of coming. So 
<laughs> it's all the SSRIs pumping through his system. Yeah, it's not even that. I just respect you too much. To be <laughs> inside of you. I'm like, yeah, come is low key gross. Yeah, <laughs> honey girl, I won't. I wouldn't make a mess of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I love you so much. I'm not even gonna touch oh you. In God. fact, I'm gonna ask you to watch me fuck uh, the pool boy because I, I, it's actually a blow against the patriarch. Yeah. I don't respect him as much as it I is a blow. You. Definitely, I, I would like you to watch though. For the record, I do yeah, need you to be in the room. Role. Yeah, so you can. We have a respect thing going on yeah has anything else happened in canadian politics over the holidays other than like mps and shit getting fired that was the major one that's pretty much it right uh, yeah other I mean, than like ontario vaccine stuff i guess in the u.s you know the christmas day bombing where a man just blew yeah up. that was fucked that, yeah, was, that, was, that funny. was sad and i, I think it was funny <laughs> i think what Fuck we <laughs> what we need to be aware of is like all right anytime this happens uh how many federal agents were was the perpetrator in yeah. contact with because this feels one trillion percent like oh the cia just got a guy to kill himself yeah this is another mk ultra i I would argue what we need to do uh more so is pour over the guy's identity check off like okay he's a white male yeah Yeah. uh make sure that that's on the books Mm -hmm. be sure to call it terrorism and be sure to to make everyone afraid of rvs (laughs) for the next five to ten years my my favorite thing was when people were like i I read this thread and it was like why aren't they calling him a terrorist and stuff like that and it's like apparently in order to call someone a terrorist in the media, they have to be declared a terrorist by like the yeah. FBI. Yeah. And if they're not declared a terrorist by the FBI, it's not the journalist's fault because they legally can't call yeah, someone a terrorist. Would, but also, who gives a fuck? There's nobody also, died. Well, like that it doesn't too. really matter. Yeah. It's also like the term terrorism is like full on scare politics where it's like, oh, terrorism is still happening. Yeah. That's why we need trillions of your dollars to like pump in. Fucking new- even like libs are doing this shit. It's, it annoys me to no end. Like they're like, oh, we got to call this terrorism. We got like, we got to be talking about this. Like this is like white supremacist terrorism. It's like we have in that country, we have thousands of people dying every single day from COVID. One bomb goes off in Nashville and hurts no one except the suicide bomber. And we have to talk about it for a week. It's right. just, I know, of course, it's sensational. That's what the media does. But, like, don't... Well, if, but, like, why can't we talk about... There are a lot of white supremacist terrorists. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's an issue that needs yeah, to be I, addressed. It, yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. This is not the case to talk about that. It's also, I think, when it comes to discussing a lot of white supremacist terrorism, I mean, for instance, you can look at the guys in Michigan who tried to kidnap the governor. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is stoked by, like, federal agents. They're like, oh, we got undercover and, you know, thwarted this. Where it's like, no, you infiltrated these guys and encourage them to do this. Yeah. Like, made them actively set dates. Yeah. push these people. And well, that's like you a, have to start asking questions, why do these keep happening? Because they still have a fucking multi-trillion dollar budget to defend for the Department of Homeland Security, for the CIA, for fucking ICE, which was created in the wake of 9-11. Because they need to keep these wheels churning, and there really isn't much juice left in the Islamic terror boogeyman that there once was. So on. And now they... It's like classifying other things as terrorism, I feel like, is more reductive than anything because a lot of times it's not terrorism. And the race of the person, white, black, brown, you know, if they're Asian, doesn't literally yeah. does we're not We're going to get to the point where, like, if you graffiti this, like, state legislator building, that's terrorism. Exactly. And, and like, terrorism, they tend to classify, like, oh, everything. It, if you classify it as terrorism, it's to them on the same scale as, like, 9-11. It's like, yeah. that is also terrorism. It's like, no, this isn't terrorism. This is a crank who blew himself up, likely at the behest of some fucking suit and tie federal agent, some yeah. psycho or he's just from language. Or he's just a conspiracy theorist. I heard someone talking about it, and they were like, not only would, if the FBI wanted to find somebody, it would be incredibly easy, but also these people will do it themselves. Yeah. Like, you don't, they don't need to be egged on. Although it is worth noting that 
the police went to go to this man's house after his wife said, hey, he's making a bomb. They knocked on the door and said, are you making a bomb? He said, no. And they just left. Yeah, and then they <laughs> yeah. left. Which is like either A, an indictment of the police, or B, it's like, yeah, just leave this guy alone. Same thing they Gabriel did in fucking... Uh, for instance. You yeah. can, if you classify that as terrorism, you're doing nothing other than just ginning up more support for like the fucking defense industrialist complex, funding police. The fact that we know he was in contact with the fucking RCMP... Don't call it terrorism. Call it fucking police violence because that's what it is because it's some fucking fed that pushes these mentally unwell people over the edge to where they take their own lives. They take the lives of other people. You want to address the terrorism issue? Stop giving these agencies fucking funding and guess what? You're not going to be seeing violence on this scale. All of a sudden, we're not going to have a white male terrorism problem. We're not going to have an Arab terrorism problem. We're not going to have pan-Asian nationalist terrorism problems. It's going to stop fucking existing because the people pulling the strings won't have the strings anymore. Unfortunately, they call them glowies and I have no idea if that's a slur but they use that for like the FBI and the CIA for mm-hmm. if they're like making these posts that are like <laughs> so are we gonna go to uh, DC on hey. January 5th and, hey. and blow up the Capitol building hey, and people are like get Antifa. the fu- yeah yeah exactly and people are like get the fuck out of here glowy like you're fucking you're obviously like FBI CIA trying to incite violence but this shit uh, really does happen, right? Like absolutely, and and you see these honeypots, and the, how they set them up is what they're supposed to do is draw people in so they can do a sting. Yes. But ones that what usually ends up happening is they draw people in to find more nefarious ways to get that information that usually is unregulated and not set up by these people. Like they they do it with pedophilia, right? Oh, like like they the they time. peddle pedophilia in order or or pedophilic uh, like images, child porn in order to catch pedophiles but what ends up happening is they start creating <laughs> ecosystems yes. where people can do it on their own that don't rely on their honeypot anymore yeah right it, it, it becomes this weird backhanded thing where it's similar to like we're going to give drugs to these people to see if they start dealing drugs and when they start dealing drugs i'm going to like shut them down yeah and there's like for me it's always two ways to look at it either it's like oh uh oh we really this is the last thing we wanted to happen <laughs> we've now oh oh no Oh, rats. <laughs> Damn or, it. Or it's oh, like, beans. oh no, we'll just allow this to keep happening because we have an agenda at play. And it's like, like the pedophilia thing is like one of the few times, it's like one of the few positive PR things the police can ever actually have where it's like, oh, we busted this pedophile. It's like, there's no other side to argue there. It's like, oh no, that's a good thing. Yeah. So part of me is like, oh yeah, you create these child porn infrastructures. It's like, you clearly know who these people are because you've been talking to them for months. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, whoops, slipped through the cracks. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, Meg, how do you feel about all this? Because you you seem to be at odds with it. And I think I could hear another side to the story, too, like about the the bombing Um, and how people heard about it. For asking. I I don't have much to comment on vis-a-vis like the CIA riling these people up i literally know nothing about that mm. so i'm i just know that it happens every day okay sounds we'll, we'll have to do an episode where we kind of go through some prime examples of that there's, because it's it, there's a lot there's right been there. some in canada the fucking toronto like 16 or what or the toronto 8 the terrorism but, arrest in like 2006 but also like a lot of these people are sorry to say because i know you just harped on this for like a million years but they are really racist and sexist for white sure. dudes i don't know like they have 
there's other systemic problems besides the CIA. Absolutely. At play in these issues. Like the dudes that like massacre and burn like black churches and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's not just the CIA edging on a mentally ill dude. Like that could definitely be part of it. But also like there's a lot of problems. They have a lot of problems with violence. Right. I don't know. And so do we. And this stuff's happening before the CIA. And that's part of what makes it easier. Because it's like, oh, yeah, like this stuff yeah, has been going on for Cranks are there. Cranks exist. And, and you can pull those strings to your own end. And there's definitely exceptions. There's people that get radicalized without the help well, of the CIA, like mm. Dylan Roof or people in uh, Quebec, like the fucking oh, uh, yeah. asshole who shot up the mosque. Yeah. It's like there is oh, I definitely... thought you were going to say the, the asshole FLQ, and I was like, Oof. no, no, we've made it clear. I'm, we, we can talk about the FLQ, FLQ if we want. <laughs> we've made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> Any FLQ, three letters, uh, I love them. Oh, FLQ, yeah. IRA, IRA, NRA, IRS. Uh, NWO, yeah, the wrestling group, not yeah. the actual POC, AOC, AOC. <laughs> but not the CIA. Exactly, that's, <laughs> that's the only outlier. Uh, AOC CIA is my. That's that's now going to be my new theory. I have some. Oh, ideas I mind. hate that yeah, gonna, so much. We're going to create this. She's actually. Uh, I'm vetoing this immediately. She was trained at Langley. She Fuck. has like a. An oh. Did you say AOC POC or a- what is it? You say it, and now I believe it in my head. See, she was trained at Langley. She's very much an Amy Santiago Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, she's like Jason Bourne. Yeah, she's she's been activated, and she's like going to go to Capitol Hill one day, and then just like Red Scare. Yeah, if you play her list of main. Her eyes glow red. She, she, she really firing. was coked up that one time on Instagram, though, which makes me question any kind <laughs> yeah, of. She was. Yes, she was. <laughs> You're really pushing this I'm rumor. Certain. I love Jesse the rumor mill. Well, yes. Well, okay. So the on on the topic of uh, enabling like hate violence, big boy, proud boy, man, mm. uh, head of the proud boys, not Gavin McInnes because he he's like disavowed. Yeah. He like degree? stepped away because yeah. he like touched himself once or something. Yeah, that's right. He's, he loved jacking off too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so the, the head of the proud boys now is Enrique Dario yeah, yeah, of, uh, he's a Floridian, uh, Cuban. <laughs> yeah. The classic. <laughs> he, he grew up in Miami. They fled uh, Castro which tells you all you need to know. They fled mm-hmm. Castro, and now he's head of the Proud Boys. Adds up. Growth. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Growth. Wow. He's also what a uh, Biden's pick for immigration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got this guy. <laughs> and uh, He's really proud. He's, uh, so, he's the craziest white boys you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the D.C. protests that happened like last month where people were getting stabbed, and it was kind of mm, yes. cool. And the Proud Boys ripped down BLM banners off of uh, prominent black churches in D.C., uh, lit them on fire in the street. Enrique Tario went to uh, the Washington Post and said, yeah, I was the one who did it. <laughs> so next time he was in B- D.C. because he hangs out at Harry's Bar, yeah. uh, <laughs> next time he was there, the police pull him over and they find two high caliber mags that were modified yes. in the back seat of his car. <laughs> so they were going to hit him with just property damage, but now they're getting him with way more than that. Oh they think God. it might even be considered a hate crime because it was a targeted, yeah. targeted property <laughs> I don't damage. I think it's considered. It's like you literally stole paraphernalia from a black church and burned it in the street. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he's driving around with high powered magazines that are modified, which is t- first of all, it's against the law to have ammunition in yes. dc 
you can't have guns in DC. As of January 6th, there is a massive like march and rally planned. Yeah, so we're going to find out what the, the fuck boys. is going on with the, the Proud time Boys. By the this episode has gone up, mm. a calamity will have happened. So that's yeah. neat. It's, it's going to be a mess in the streets. It's actually crazy to think about like all this is still happening in the US every single day. Like they're having these massive protests and I, I yeah, really like don't Portland. hear about any of them. Like, and it's yeah, almost every city is still just like, <laughs> stop yeah. talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Take a it's look crazy. at red house in Portland. There's literally been like a war between police and Antifa yeah. since like, I don't know, the November. Yeah. Damn. Like months. they're ripping up. Antifa has been ripping up the street and laying down spikes. Sick. Oh uh, my God. See, whole, I don't know any of yeah, this. Yeah. There's a whole stronghold in Portland right now uh, called the red house. And, and I love it's, that bar. It's, yeah, two of them in case. It, it's barricaded and it's also been saran wrapped around the whole entire block so that nobody can enter. It, 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 it's Dang. wild. We used to do that at camp so we could run into trees more safely. Oh, <laughs> do that on the toilet so your friend pisses all over the fucking floor. The final thing, which I'm sure we'll talk more about next week, uh, Trump's hilarious one hour call where he's just like, please let me win the election. <laughs> yeah. uh, so cool. He did fart in it about 51 minutes in. <laughs> he, audibly, no. he audibly goes, what? <laughs> And, and then he says, says excuse, excuse me. Most of the news is honestly brap. about the fart that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, that's all Good. I've read. Rather than him like committing so much fraud. Well, well yeah, but he does that all the time. He only farts, he farts once in a while. He farts all the time, too. Yeah, but we never get to see time. that. Him and Giuliani should set up like a, like a, like a fartopedia page where I'll, they just <laughs> fart for money. They're going to have like a, ki- like a, a kick page, which is just them <laughs> farting. That's that's the post-election media empire. It's going to be like all dirty, like fetish theater stuff. Uh, only blams is that a fart blam is that a no brap brap yeah brap is the brap Ew, only stop. braps yeah uh, okay well uh, uh, since I Megan said to stop yeah. I'm leaving yeah I'm, I'm done, done. Yeah. I'm out of uh, here the president thank you for joining us in 2021 yeah we're already more insane than last year and one final thing <laughs> this time last year the two big news stories were the murder of Kasim Soleimani and then January 10th 2020 Oh, the novel coronavirus is starting to take shape. Fucking hell. <laughs> I would just like to say, people said, oh, as soon as 2020 is over, you know, all the bad things will end. Objectively speaking, the start of 2021 has probably been worse than 2020 because we are in the yeah, midst. Yeah, we're still in the, yeah, more the fucking fucking pandemic. Yeah. But yeah. the light at the end of the dark is, hey, this show is still going on. And we love yeah. our listeners. For the future. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Be well. We love you. Stay tuned to the Instagram. We'll post our feed at some point. And I know that's what you want more than anything. Fight fast. Eat ass.